locked in to Simple Man Sports. Lone Star. Welcome into Simple Man Sports Lone Star. I am your host, Dane Powell, and I am here to talk with you about Texas sports and Texas sports only. Drama free, no nonsense. That's all we're doing here. That's all you're going to hear. Texas sports only. You can find us on YouTube, all the socials, podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your favorite podcast but it's easier to just go to simplemansports.com. That's simplemansports.com. That's where you can find all of our links, all the content that you're looking for, where we're going to be talking Cowboys, Texans, Astros, Rangers, Baylor, Longhorns, and NBA season's firing up, so we're going to be talking some Mavs, some Rockets, some Spurs. You're going to get it all here. And the other thing you're going to get is the Centex scoreboard. That's where we take a look around our Central Texas area and check out our student athletes to see how things are going in the state of Texas. First, we're going to get it fired off with the Baylor Bears. Currently 4-3 and three overall, 2-2 two and two in conference play. That puts them in sixth. Baylor had themselves a good day taking out the conference rival Kansas Jayhawks 35 to 23 up in Waco. Put up 28 in the first half and added another seven in the fourth for good measure. Blake Shapin had a decent day, 17 for 26, 164 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. But the story of the day was the ground game. Of course, led by Richard Reese. He had 31 carries for 186 yards, 186 yards on the ground. It's almost two days worth of work, man. Had a six-yard average and got into the end zone twice. Quaylen Jones came in to pick up some big yards, nine carries for 71 yards, a 7.9-yard average. Then Jordan Neighbors and Chiron Drones both saw the end zone. Hal Presley led the day in receiving yards with 39 and three receptions. Right behind him was Ben Sims, another three receptions for 36 yards. But Monterey Baldwin was the only one to find the end zone on the day. Two for 29 yards. Pretty even across the board for the defense on the day. But Al Walcott found himself in the backfield getting a hold of the quarterback for one sack. Now Baylor's going to look to carry that momentum with him out to Lubbock as they face off against the Texas Tech Red Raiders in next weekend's matchup. Now let's take a look at the Texas Longhorns. Currently 5-3 and three overall, 3-2 three and two in conference play. They currently sit in fourth. UT coming off a tough loss this weekend against number 11 Oklahoma State. Dropped it 41-34. to 34. Texas had and carried the lead into the fourth quarter until the OSU Cowboys put 14 more points on the board, taking the win. Quint Ewers went 19 for 49 for 319 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Bijan Robinson had a big day on the ground, 
24 carries for 140 yards and one touchdown, averaging out at 5.8 yards. Rashawn Johnson also had five carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. He averaged 14.6 yards per carry. Xavier Worthy had four receptions for 78 yards and a touchdown, 19.5 yard average. Jatavian Sanders followed him up with six receptions for 76 yards. But John Robinson also had himself a big reception today, one reception for 41 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Ford and DeMarvion Overshone both got in the backfield for a sack on Saturday. Now, I know I don't pay as much attention to special teams as I should, but Keelan Robinson had four returns for 109 yards. That's a 27.2-yard return average. Huge day for Robinson. Now, the Longhorns are going to look to right the ship against number 17, Kansas State, on the 5th of November. Now, we're going to take a quick break, but don't go nowhere because on the other side, we've got Astros updates. We've got the Centex scoreboard. And how are you going to go anywhere without hearing about your Cowboys or the NBA teams getting fired up? You're not. Just come back. It's Simple Man Sports. Lone Star. Welcome back to Simple Man Sports Lone Star. Right now, we are going to do the Centex scoreboard where we check out the local athletes, our student athletes here in the Central Texas area. We're going to start it off with 5A Division I, Region One, District 4, the Colleen Kangaroos. Currently sitting three and four overall, two and three in district play. Colleen is coming off a home loss to Red Oak, 28 to 59. Their next matchup is going to be at Shoemaker on the 28th of October. They are currently sitting seventh in the district. Next up, we have the Shoemaker Gray Wolves. Five and two overall, three and two in district play. Shoemaker just picked up another win at Cleburne, 56 to three. They are currently sitting in fourth in district standings, and they've got a home game against Colleen on the 28th. Next up is the Lake Belton Broncos. Seven and one overall, five and one in district play, currently sitting in second. Broncos are coming off a loss, 37-39 at Midlothian. Next up, they're going against the Ellison Eagles at home on November 4th. And finally, we've got the Ellison Eagles sitting 4-3 and three overall, 3-2 three and two in district play, currently standing in fifth. They just got a win at Granbury, 27-9. Next up, they have a match against Midlothian on the 28th of October. Now we move it over to Conference 5A Division II, Region 13, District 11. The Belton Tigers currently sitting at 6-2 overall, 4-0 in district play. They are currently sitting in first in district standings. They got a win at Pflugerville Connolly, 43-21 on the 14th of October. Next up, they've got Chaparral on the 28th. 
And then we go to Conference 6A, Region 2, District 12. The Temple Wildcats, overall 6-3 and three in District 4-1, and one, currently sitting second. Temple took a loss to the Harker Heights Knights and a close one at 13-9. Their next matchup is against Copperas Cove on the 4th of November. Next is the Harker Heights Knights, 7-1 overall, 4-1 in district play. They're coming off a win against Temple, 13-9, currently sitting first in the standings. Their next matchup is going to be at Copperas Cove on the 28th. And finally, the Copperas Cove Bulldogs, overall 2-6, 0-4 in district play. They lost 42-3 at Hutto on the 21st. And next up, they've got Harker Heights on the 28th. And that is your Sentex scoreboard. Now is our time during the week where we check out our local Division Three Stag Bowl champion, University of Mary Harden Baylor Crusaders. It is time, folks, to take a few for the crew. Mary Harden Baylor picked up a win 45-14 to against Sol Ross State. This was a dominant performance by the crew, totaling out at 552 yards of offense. 302 of that came just on the ground. Kyle King had himself a great day with 19 completions for 250 yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. On the receiving end of most of those air yards, was Jerry Day, picked up seven for 150 with two touchdowns. His longest of the day comes at 57 yards. Brandon Jordan also found the end zone twice. Now, it was a group effort on the ground today, and it started with Afonso Thomas. He picked up 121 yards and a touchdown in a dominant performance on the ground. Kyle King also showing off the wheels, picking up 60 yards rushing. Now on the defensive side of things, Omari Frazier leads the team in tackles with 10. Not far behind, Duran Hill with 8, and Johnny Smith Ryder had another 6 to go with it. Next up, the Crusaders continue their dominant season by taking a trip down to Howard Payne University. That matchup will be on the 5th of November. We look forward to that matchup, and this has been A Few for the Crew. Welcome back to Simple Man Sports Lone Star. We're talking Texas sports only. Now let's check out a little bit of this Texas NBA action. We'll kick it off with the San Antonio Spurs. They are 2-1 and one on the season, picking up another win against the 76ers on Saturday, 114-105. to Their next matchup will be Monday against the Timberwolves at 7 p.m. Next up is the Houston Rockets. Not looking amazing, sitting 0-3 to start the season. Just dropped another one, 125 to 105 to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
their next matchup is going to be tomorrow at 7 p.m. against the Jazz. Then there's the Dallas Mavericks sitting one and one on the season, coming off a big win against Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, taking it 137 to 96. Next time you'll see them on the court will be Tuesday at 6.30 against Zion and the Pelicans. We'll keep you posted on more Texas NBA action as it keeps rolling. We'll have more updates on the games from this week next Sunday. Now we got to take a look at the show. MLB, the big times, the big league, the Astros are dominating last time we talked they finished out the mariners in a 3-0 sweep but i've got a little bit of uh deja vu here because they're sitting at 3-0 again in their new series against the yankees to try to get to the world series their first game was on wednesday and they took out the yankees four to two they had a quick turnaround so, like I said last week, it could be the Yankees are tired. Um, you know, there's all kinds of excuses, but Yankees dropped the first one to the Strohs, dropped the second one to the Strohs on Thursday, 3-2. to two. Took a quick little break on Friday and got back to work on Saturday, shutting down the Yankees 5 to nothing. Houston currently leads the series 3 to nothing. There's four more games on the slate, but the Astros are going to look to close it out tonight at 6.07. First pitch, 6.07. And it could be the last game for the Astros in the ALCS. Now, in the NLCS, the Padres and the Phillies are battling it out, but the Phillies currently took a 3-1 to one lead in last night's 10-6 to six win over the Padres at Citizen Bank Park. So as it stands right now, if everything continues on its current trajectory, it looks like it may be an Astros-Phillies World Series. Outstanding, pumped up, a lot of big names, a lot of offense. That's probably the matchup I would most look forward to. Super pumped about it. Hopefully next week we can start talking some World Series baseball here in Texas. You're listening to Simple Man Sports Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, it's game day, folks, so we're going to check out the Cowboys. This is Simple Man Sports Lone Star. Welcome back to Simple Man Sports Lone Star. We're going to talk some NFL football. It is game day. Houston Texans coming off a bye. They've got the Raiders this week. They are going to Vegas and it's probably not going to be very lucky for them. I don't see them beating the Raiders. Now, granted, let's let's look at this from a, a reality standpoint. If you're getting technical, the Texans, they are better than the Raiders from a record standpoint. One, three, and one. The Raiders are one and four. So, hey, you know, this is where that tie comes into play, I guess. You know, better than last. But the Texans currently hold 
I don't know. I think the fourth fourth pick in the draft. I would highly suggest that they use that on a quarterback because Mills is atrocious. He's just not. He's not going to cut it. He's not going to cut it for the Texans. They're going to need to pick something up this year in the draft. Uh, maybe free agency. Hey, maybe they can get some. Uh, maybe they can get them some some Baker Mayfield. Maybe that's the answer down there. I don't know, but what they're doing is not working. They will hope to right that ship this weekend. I don't foresee it being a high scoring game. Neither of these offenses have been on fire. It's been a stingy defense from the Texans. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, you know. Max Crosby and them boys on the Raiders, they're no joke either. So should be some good defense. The key to this one is going to be get Damon Pierce going and keep him going and keep Josh Jacobs out of the end zone. Now, according to reports, the Raiders are going to be missing some offensive pieces. It looks like Waller is going to miss another game. That's a big hit for them. And it looks like Hunter Renfro maybe missing this one he's questionable right now the vibe is not looking good that means you're gonna have to cover mac hollins mac hollins speedster big play guy that's really his bread and butter so you're gonna have to keep a safety out there make sure that that dude don't get out of hand end up in the end zone that's what he does so i think you'll see some mac hollins this weekend nico collins brandon cooks Need more production from you, but I can't blame you because Mills ain't cutting it. We'll see if they can't make a game out of this thing. Hope it doesn't turn into a stinker like, what was it, Thursday night, couple weeks back, Denver? Ugh, gross. But maybe we'll get a couple fireworks out of these teams. Who knows? Game starts at 3.05 in Vegas. And now for the Dallas Cowboys. They have got the Lions 12 o'clock at home. This is Return of Dak. We'll get into that here in a second. But Dak is back. Return of the Dak. I know a return of the Dak. I got something. Sorry about that. But the four and two Cowboys go up against the one and four Lions. Look, the offense for the Lions, they can put out some points. I think they're getting... uh, What's well, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown? I think he's coming back, and I think DeAndre Swift may be making an appearance. Uh, probably going to split the workload there with Jamal Williams a little bit in his first game back. We'll see. I'm not sure if TJ Hawkinson's going to be in this one. Maybe. Also a problem, potentially. You're talking about Jared Goff at QB. And I got the feeling homeboy's going to eat a bunch of grass this weekend. Micah Parsons is going to be all over that dude unless the Lions took some tips from the Eagles on how to slow him down. But I don't foresee it happening. And as far as the Lions defense goes, I don't care if it's Cooper Rush or Dak Prescott back there. Hell, I'll go play quarterback for him. We'll score some points. And I am not that guy. But the Lions defense looks atrocious. And with Dak coming back, I think it's the perfect game for him. Not has the potential to be a trap game. Um, I don't foresee that happening, though. I think Mike McCarthy said something about, you know, being aware of that, not falling for it or something or another. Dak's going to come back. CD's going to get some action, obviously. Gallup, 
one of Dak's favorite targets. He's finally back on the field with him. So I think there's going to be a heavy connection there. They have a great rapport, great history. Should see a good uptick in Gallup's use. Noah Brown, I mean, he's been good coming out the gate. So we'll see if Prescott can elevate him a little bit. Best thing for Dak right now is for the Cowboys to get the run game going. I know Ezekiel doesn't have the explosion he used to. I know Tony Pollard seems like the guy right now, but I also don't see him as a lead back. He's a phenomenal complimentary piece, almost a Darren Sproles. But those two boys need to get it going on the ground, take some of the pressure off of Dak. Even though he says he feels fine, everything's good. And we're talking about a hand injury here, you know, not not like a rib injury or coming off a concussion. And, you know, and Dak's a pretty tough dude, but he's going to want to keep that hand clean, maybe limit the amount of times he has to air it out. That all comes from help with your running game. Add to the fact that they're at Jerry World, I think it's a done deal for the Lions this weekend. Cowboys should move to five and two. We will see. Lions coming off a bye, so it could go one of two ways. Could be rusty, could have maybe worked out the kinks. We will see Sunday at 12. Now, as I said before, this is the return of Dak Prescott. So, breakdown. He went down in the opener. Busted hand, fracture. I told you from the jump, it was going to be six weeks. We're at six weeks. Here he comes. Granted, I think he would have been in there a little bit earlier if Cooper Rush hadn't been able to maintain the ship while he was gone. And I think Rush's ability to do that, even even though let's 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 be clear, the defense is is really what kept them going while Dak was gone. But regardless, Cooper Rush was serviceable and him being that way for a couple of weeks is what gave Dak that additional. I don't know. I think week or two that he needed. I don't think he was quite there yet, or they would have had Dak in there a little sooner. But after the Eagles did what they did to the Cowboys last week, I think it was it was pretty much decided during the game that Dak was probably going to come back. So he's been a full participant. He is off the injury list. He said in a presser that he's he's ready to rock and roll. He's pretty certain he's going to play. So is like the rest of the world and the league. He will be back this week, barring some unforeseen crazy circumstance. He says his hand's good, no swelling, no soreness. He's got good grip strength. This could be a real turning point for the Cowboys. Not that they're in some kind of slump. I mean, they're four and two right now, but this could be a turning point as far as getting that offense back on track. I mean, you get knocked out the first game, you come back to your team and you're looking at a four and two record. He can't be too disappointed, but we'll really have to see where he stands and how he operates when he hits the field. Now, like I said, the biggest thing here is going to be making sure he doesn't re-injure, that he takes care of his, his hand, and that he doesn't get too excited, try to do too much too fast. You know, he said he's going to be taking care of it, and, you know, he's not oblivious to the injury. He actually had a press conference the other day, and he had this to say about it. 
any swelling or anything no, no, no. you've done no. with it and, and and how do you still how do you still protect it after practice are you doing some things you haven't before just to kind of whether you soak it or do other things or wrap it or yeah I mean I'm still going to do some some things to make sure that it doesn't flare up or something unexpected happens I mean I'm not just going to act like I don't have a didn't have a broken bone a few a few weeks ago so uh, still going to go through through some things but for the most part uh, I'm healthy it feels good grab the ball ball's comfortable in my hand my grip's great and yeah I mean Honestly, putting it behind me and just focusing on this game plan and, and uh, doing the mo- uh, best I can. Was that a brace or anything? Uh, I might have a little like KT tape, and that's honestly just straight for comfort. And I don't think it necessarily does much. It's, it's not necessarily a pr- protection purpose or anything like that. It's just more of a, a comfort feel. And I may, I may not actually wear it today. And at times, thought about taking it off. So who knows? Um, yeah, I feel fine though. Dad, now that you're clear, do you have to like go meet with the doctor anymore, like on Tuesdays? Or no, Fridays, no, 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 no. I don't think so. Done? Yeah, I think I saw Doc, and I'll, I'll just see Dr. Cooper and relay messages uh, with Dillaberti through him. So, yeah. Well, you heard the man. He said that he's confident. He's gonna be careful, and he's gonna take care of business on Sunday against the Lions. So, here's the moment we've been waiting for for a month now. Dak makes his return. All right, folks, that is going to do it for today's show. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate y'all coming in to listen. This is Simple Man Sports Lone Star, where we do drama-free, no-nonsense, Texas sports only. As always, you can find us on YouTube, all the socials, podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. But the easiest way is to just go to simplemansports.com, simplemansports.com. That's where you're going to find all of our content. We only talk Texas sports. That's all you're going to hear from us. I'm your host, Dane Powell, and thanks for listening to Simple Man Sports, Lone Star. Lone Star.